0: Welcome to the Smiles Matter podcast by Microdental Laboratories. I'm Laura Kelly, and it's my pleasure to host our new series, Winning Strategies for today's dental practice.
1: before they even pick up the phone to call a practice anymore, they're going online to see everything about you. They're going to see your Google reviews. They wanna see what you're really like. They don't wanna just go to your website and see the perfect photos of your practice. They wanna go to your Facebook page or your Instagram account to see the personalities of the team members. They wanna see uh, that kind of real side of who you are. And so they gather up all this information together and then they have a feeling about your practice and then they decide to make that phone call. So if they don't find you on Instagram or they don't find you on Facebook and they just have to rely on your perfect website photos, a lot of people don't have that trust yet at that point to be able to make that that next step.
0: Social media for businesses has advanced far beyond social networking as creating, maintaining and elevating your business's voice and message is just as important as the product or service being sold. The dental practice is no different in this regard as patients in the dental community can experience what your brand is about immediately from their iPhone from almost anywhere. TikTok and Instagram are front and center in today's space of video marketing. And to help me further in this conversation, it's my pleasure to bring on Blake Hadley President of My Social Practice. Blake is a graduate of the advertising program at BYU and has won a number of national and international awards in art direction, advertising, and creative marketing strategy. He is passionate about helping dental practices and businesses use out of the box thinking to create stories that spread online. Let's hear more from Blake. Hi Blake, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, this is a really interesting, uh, relevant topic. And so I know that we're excited to have you here today. You know, one of the things that we that's really interesting we ask, I think everybody is, you know, how did you get uh, interested in dentistry and, you know, aligning your business uh, to helping dentists?
1: Yeah, so back uh, right after I graduated from college, I, I got my degree in advertising and creative direction. And I went out into the ad world and was art director for a while and just kind of found that wasn't really the place for me in the big city. And I kind of wanted to come back to my roots. I'm, I'm here from, from Utah. And I started just freelancing, doing some branding work and some freelance design work for small businesses. And I ended up picking up a few dental practices that I was working with. And this was back when everybody was trying to figure out how to use Facebook to market their business. And dentists were trying to figure it out at that time. And, you know, everybody used it personally, but businesses were just starting to to use it to spread the word. So I found this need and we created this little product and the service just to help dental practices specifically. And I started with the ones that I was working with. Before and it just grew from there, and so kind of just fell into it and found this specific niche, and um, it's worked worked out well.
0: That's really great. So, so how many dentists, just roughly, you think you 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 have as customers right now?
1: Yeah, we uh, have a couple thousand practices that we work okay. with. Uh, we've been in business for about twelve years now. We started back in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and so we've worked with. Thousands of practices over the years, and social media has changed so much that there's always something new to teach and and uh, service to provide. So, yeah.
0: Okay, so that's great because I think you've got a really good. Um, what I what I love, you know, when when uh, we first got introduced, was the fact that you've been in this a while. You know, you're coming at it from an advertising, you know, marketing standpoint. But social media isn't anything new to you. You know, you mentioned, you know, Facebook in the beginning. What? I, and I'm not even going to say this in chronological order because you're the expert. But you know, you had Facebook and Twitter and what Instagram and I know, yeah. you know, you know, just through my kids too, like Snapchat and you know whatever else people are doing now with the TikTok. Everything that's that's kind of going on. Um, you know what? There's so much of these conversations out there and. You know and these different different ways to communicate you know what's what's changed from your perspective you know the evolution of this what what could you say
1: Yeah, so back when we started you know Facebook, it was just getting content out there, posting mostly photos uh, when Facebook first started, it was just posting photos of you know what you were doing and updates caption updates of what was going on in your life and what you were doing in your business and that's kind of where it began and so a lot of what we provided in the beginning was just graphics and photos that uh, practices could post onto their page and then as
0: it work really well for dentists right the before and afters i would imagine yeah yeah getting getting people familiar with what their practice looks like and who the dentist is and who's at the front desk, that type of thing.
1: Exactly. And, you know, it was funny at the very beginning, social media was treated by dentists as a traditional advertising uh, medium, meaning they just kind of thought of, you know, whatever you'd put up on a billboard or whatever you would put in a print ad or as a mailer, you would put that on social media, right? So a lot of practices were just putting – promotions and, you know, just kind of treating it in the same way. And they soon found out that that wasn't the way to do social media. It wasn't a traditional, uh, it wasn't like traditional advertising, that it was more about relationships. It was more about connecting. It was more about, um, you know, sharing those moments that were happening in your practice that were getting that getting engagement. And so they, so that was one big change from the beginning is they had to shift their mindset to think about social media in a little bit different way. Mm-hmm. And so um, as time has has passed, um, video marketing, um, which is one thing I know we're going to talk about, is has changed dramatically in that now social media uh, is really revolves around video. That's a, a where it started is mostly just photos and captions. It is now this dynamic video entertaining video content is kind of taken over.
0: Why is that? Do you think that you think that we got bored and we needed something more stimulating or what what is it that that made that occur?
1: I, I think so. I think people use social media primarily to be entertained. You know part of it is you know connecting with family members and friends and staying in touch. but the majority of people use social media to be entertained. And video is an entertaining, you know, when when they put music and whatever it is, it it captures people's attention quickly. Um, So I think that is a big part of it. Another part of it is that these platforms now, like Facebook and Instagram, they really favor video because it it makes people spend more time on their platforms. Okay. And, and what does that mean? If you spend more time on the platform, it means they can advertise to you more. And so I think part of it is just a, a numbers, you know, kind of a, a money grab type of thing where they can, if they can get more users and more people spending time, then, you know, the advertisers like that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, the, it's so funny because when I was I was looking at this topic and I'm thinking, I mean, there's so much going on out there and sometimes I get overstimulated quite frankly when I'm looking at it, right? And I just want to break and I'm like, "Oh my god, no. Like can everybody just turn this off for a period of time?" But, you know, um, you know, at the same time I think it it can be done very effectively and I think one of the one of the areas with dentistry that that strikes me is that um you know, dentistry is, is is healthcare, and there's there's a part of it that's very serious, right? We're trying to uh, make custom custom body parts for people, and um, it's health, it's function, it's aesthetics, but there's that emotional component, right, that, that connects with people that makes them feel like they found the right, I guess, uh, maybe place for them, you know, that they could at least explore would be a, a solution for them. So, I'd be curious with With, you know, um, having, you know, this isn't sort of like, um, I don't know. I want to say something. The product that dentists are selling is not gimmicky, right? It's not, it's a little bit more important than like a cute pair of shoes. Um, So, you know, how do you, how do you balance that with what you do to make sure that, that you keep that in in check? I would think it would be important to dentists to not, um, you know, to feel like they're, you know, elevated in, in this in this platform.
1: Right. That's a very important point because we get this all the time when I go out to speak about TikTok, for example, when that's the subject. Or just um, I think a lot of dentists see all the kind of gimmicky and goofy and playful things that are online and they say that doesn't make sense for my practice. I would never, I would never dance like that to try to promote my practice or that's just, I'm, you know, I'm a professional dentist um, and I need to, my brand is professional. It's not this kind of goofy side. And so there are a lot of ways to use these platforms um, without having to dance, without having to be goofy, without having to be playful. And, and, I have a lot of examples of dentists that have just used the platform to educate, to show their practice, to show the culture of their practice. It's okay to have fun once in a while. People like that. It's a, it's a real side of that, of everybody that they want to see, but uh, there are ways to be more professional on these platforms and to educate definitely. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you have to be true to who you are, I, I would think, but, um, Is is there anything that you see more effective?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, there are – we have seen a lot of dentists use the platform to answer FAQs. Um, The types of videos where a doctor is just talking to the camera really authentically, you know, kind of that close-up selfie type of video where it's not polished, it's not professionally lit, it's just a doctor talking to his or her patients – um, those type of FAqs get get huge engagement people mm-hmm. want to learn from professional dentists and they want to hear their opinion and so that those type of videos are great um, there are some really great ways to show treatments and procedures through time lapse of type of videos or videos with quick cuts in them where you know you could <laughs> try to record a whole procedure and it would take a really long time but but Reels and TikTok allow you to make these really quick cuts in the videos. It allows you to put little caption titles over the top to, sh- to tell people what you're doing. And so we've seen a lot of those. Um, we've that, seen- makes,
0: that makes a lot of sense to me. You know yeah. what you just described and that you're taking something that would be, you know, a really long procedure that a lot of dentists might wanna look over the shoulder and be really interested in every little nuance. But if you're really trying to edu- educate a patient on the part that is the most important, that it takes the production, right? And it takes like producing this in a way that is in a certain time timeframe. Yeah. Uh, so you don't lose people, but you actually add real value to uh, educating them on, on who you are and, and how you do things.
1: Exactly. And what's so great about this platform, like if the learning curve um, isn't that big for TikTok and Instagram reels, it just takes a little bit of time to figure out, you know, how to navigate it and how to create these videos. But what used to be a huge production team and, you know, professional equipment and bringing it, costing a lot of money can now be done with just your phone. And it's pretty incredible that people even like this type of content, the vertically shot um, videos from a mobile device, even more than watching a three-minute video on your service page on your website about a certain procedure, they would rather watch a one-minute fun, you know, with a little music over the top, um, you know, video about what you do as a time lapse.
0: Okay, and you know, for those for those of us who don't really understand, you know, the difference and and sort of you know the TikToks, the Instagram Reels, things like that, like how could you? you know, describe those
1: two. Yeah. So what we like to call them is short form videos. And there's really three platforms that are, are using short form video. There's, um, TikTok. Then there's Instagram reels, which is just a feature of Instagram. And then there's actually something called YouTube shorts. Now, I don't know if you've heard of that, but YouTube, you know, the, the, um, original video platform of the internet has now picked up on this trend i guess you could call it and has created youtube shorts and what's
0: the same thing it's just different brands like TikTok, instagram girls whatever all same thing different brands
1: exactly but the thing that they all have in common is they're all vertically formatted formatted so Um, you know, everybody holds their phone vertically, people don't like to turn their phones horizontally anymore. So they found that I think it's like 75% of people prefer to watch videos vertically now. And so that's one thing they all have in common. Uh, They are one minute max in their length. So you can't even go over one minute, even if you wanted to, uh, you have to limit it to a minute. They used to be only 15 seconds. That's where they started. But since then, they've expanded it to a minute. And then they usually have music over the top or different sound bites over the top that make them a little more entertaining. And then they capture people's interest really fast. And so, and then all of them have editing tools built into them. So it's not just about posting that video, you can actually create the video within the platform. And there, it's incredible how many things you can do to create these videos, whether it's captions over the top, um, music, uh, you could add gifts or little stickers over the top. So it really makes it fun content to consume.
0: Okay. All right. So um, that, that actually kind of kind of clears it up a little bit. And I think it gives people a little bit of insight if they haven't done this, you know, what uh, what's, what's behind the, behind the scenes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than getting your, like your high school, you know, kid to come in and, and help you, help you do these kinds of things, you guys, um, I, I would think it's just like a marketing plan that you would kind of put together and then you would help dentists, um, formulate their, their image, you know, that they want to portray and, and actually assist with the production and editing and then the the distribution of the content. Is that yeah, yeah. You,
1: you need to start with your, you know, your why. You need to start with why are you using these platforms and what type of content fits your brand. So you know, maybe just bringing in a high school kid to just start creating videos would probably not be the best strategy. But if you if you know why you're doing things and then you could, we usually have the practice train one person that knows how to use the, you know, the editing software in in TikTok, and then they'll they'll create the videos. And then our job at my social practice is really to provide the ideas. So all these ideas come from trends that are happening or, um, different ideas. Our creative team comes up with specifically for dentists, and then you can then apply them and customize them for your practice. Got it.
0: And you know, I'd be curious, is this a, 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 a do you see any of, generation wise right with either on the patient side or the dentist side um, is there anything you know are, are, are a lot more of the younger dentists and are they're attracting younger patients or is are you seeing like you know well-established practices and dentists have been doing this for a while and then attracting patients that are coming in wanting you know more complex you know procedures and you know somebody in their you know 50s or 60s needing needing a little bit more extensive dentistry or is it is it more, you know, what do you see statistic
1: statistics? Yeah, well, like everything on social media, it usually starts with the younger generation. As you know, Facebook now, the younger generation has stopped using Facebook as much. They're using these platforms. So it usually just takes time for the older generation to start adopting these platforms. But you're right. Right now, it's still kind of the beginning. So a lot of the younger demographic are on these these platforms, especially when it comes to TikTok. But from about 2018 to 2020, um, I read something that said that TikTok increased from 4 million users of, among adults adult users increased from 4 million to 30 million users. And so the pandemic really caused (laughs) this huge boost among adults that started using TikTok. It was the most popular app that was downloaded globally in 2020 and 2021. And now there's about a billion active users on TikTok now. So, you know, more adults are getting on it. And in the future, that's what we talk about short form video is really being the future of dental video marketing, because we see in five years from now, most of social media is going to be this short form video. And so we need to start now in the dental industry to Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. be familiar with this.
0: And you know what? I'm curious too because uh, this—I I like this conversation. This is fun. Thank you for <laughs> Yeah, of course. But, you know, so you know, you see these things, okay? You know, a million followers, or you know, clicks, or open rates, and all these different things. And for me, I'm—I'm I'm really a bottom line person. I mean, uh, our marketing team knows this. You know, when when I'm talking about you know marketing our labs, is okay, great. You can have this th- this many people saw something, but who did something? You know, I want to know if they're taking action or if, we're, if people just like our content, you know, and they think, oh, that's cool. But did we, our, our goal is not to become popular, right? Our goal would be to have more dentists engaged with us, you know, and, and, right. and our services and, um, you know, if we're a fit for them. So I would think that for dentists, it's the same way. I mean, maybe it feels good, you know, to have, you know, however many people look at your TikTok or whatever. But at, at the end of the day, I think it's it's the, the results you want to see and which should be, there, there, I, I'll, I mean, that's your goal, right? Like how do you, how do you, uh, address that?
1: Right. Well, the ROI of social media has always been a little bit difficult to measure, to be honest. Um, ever since we started, it was something that, you know, unless you are tracking in your office, how people are hearing about you every phone call that you get and we hope that dentists are doing this you know saying hey how did you hear about us oh i saw you on facebook or i heard about you from my friend on instagram or, you know then that would really contribute to the roi the other way to do this is you you know your ads that you're running and the posts that you're making you always link to a landing page that can somehow um, when someone fills out the form that you can track how many appointments are set directly from your Facebook ad or from your TikTok account with a link that you put inside of there. So there are some ways to directly measure um, how many new patients you are getting um, from these platforms, but a lot of it is just you—you you can't really measure it, right? It's something mm-hmm. that, you know, we feel is critical for a practice to have just like it is to have a, a telephone in your off, in your office right it's just <laughs> it's
0: become that. like that yeah, yeah you're right you're
1: something right. that you need now you know people are before they even pick up the phone to call a practice anymore, they're going online to see everything about you. They're going to see your Google reviews. They wanna see what you're really like. They don't wanna just go to your website and see the perfect photos of your practice. They wanna go to your Facebook page or your Instagram account to see the personalities of the team members. They wanna see uh, that kind of real side of who you are. And Mm -hmm. so they gather up all this information Together, and then they have a feeling about your practice, and then they decide to make that phone call. So, if they don't find you on Instagram or they don't find you on Facebook, and they just have to rely on your perfect website photos, a lot of people don't have that trust yet at that point to be able to make that that next step. So, um, you know, I don't know if that that directly answers the question of ROI, but we do feel like there are things that are you can't really measure, but are necessary to have,
0: right? Right. Well, and it, and it sounds like you, you I mean, you, you do address what I, you know, you like as you said, hey, look, we pick, you know, we work with somebody in, in your practice that um, we can help train to do different things. And I'm sure a big part of that is, you know, making sure that you, uh, you know, get a sense, right, of how many people are coming in because mm-hmm. uh, and I, I would think if you do something really effective. Um, kind of like some of the the Super Bowl ads we recently saw. I really like the one with uh, Larry David I was, yeah. like, on the ground. I, was, yeah. I watched that one like over and over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A little insight into my humor, but, um, it, you know, if you do something effective, right, and people come in, they go, oh, my gosh, that was, I, you showed me that procedure. I've never seen that before. Or I really love learning about, it. you're going to know, right, but you, you're going to ask and you're going to look for it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it takes many times for it's many touches for someone to make a decision to come into your practice. So I think they've said it takes up to seven times for someone to hear about a brand or a service for them to even consider, you know, that brand. So whether it's a, a, a Instagram post that they see that their friend shares, and then another friend talks about it here, and then they see a a billboard there, you know, takes seven times, and then they make the decision. So it's a, usually a combination of, of different things as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, well, I think I think this is great, and I know that um, you know you can. Uh, if people will need to, you know, want to hear a little bit more, how, how what's the best way for them to contact you, Blake?
1: Yeah, so uh, you can just go to mysocialpractice.com to learn a little bit more about our services. Uh, Feel free to email me directly. It's just Blake at mysocialpractice.com. We also have, if you go to our website, we have a a page that is just called Free or Free Stuff. And we have an ebook specifically about TikTok and Instagram Reels that we've written. If you want to learn a little bit more, they can download it from that page.
0: Yeah, well, I, I love it. This is something that a lot of people can participate with and have some fun with it. And, uh, you know, and just and see how to, you know, what they can do to stay engaged in this in this world of social media that we have and it'll be it'll be fun to see how it evolves i don't know what we're gonna have what we're gonna do after video i mean is there gonna be like some aroma that's coming out of our cell <laughs> phones so we can actually smell the chocolate chip cookies that are baking uh, and then go to that
1: <laughs> probably yeah i wouldn't doubt it <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna need another one of our senses stimulated to take action right
1: exactly yeah. right
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Blake. It was really a pleasure speaking with you. We look forward to having you um, back again. So thank Thank you very much.
1: Of course. Thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to the Smiles Matter podcast created by Microdental and Modern Dental Laboratories. For more information, you can go to our website, www.microdental.com slash smilesmatterpodcast or find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are available. Thank you for listening, because we believe that smiles matter.